We are stoned and that's okay. So why don't you just stay? Sit back and listen. You don't know what you're missing. It's talking stone while getting sports. More work for me, Mr. Morgan, and Austin, the guy on the other line, to figure out what episode we're recording tonight, today, <laughs> whenever the fuck we're recording. But apparently, it turns out it's 102. We thought it was 103. We don't really know. All I know is it's a podcast and you're listening to it. And welcome. What have you been up to, Mr. Austin? Yeah, uh, honestly, just been working and um, disappointing myself uh, when I play hockey. Oh, I did not think you were going to mention that, but yeah, you did do that simple task. So, yeah, but uh, no, I'm excited. We got lots to talk about today, like we were saying earlier, and uh, yeah, I'm just ready to get into it. But first, I mean, what what do you got going on? I feel like you told me to remind you about a story or something. Yeah, I get stoned from time to time, and because I do. Yeah, because of that, I lots of times when I record this podcast, I forget what story or what the hell I'm going to talk about. But since Austin is somewhat of a good friend, he did remind me because I probably would have forgot. On Friday, I went down to... um, Anyone listening from Saskatoon will know this place, Sports on Tap. They have some volleyball, like beach volleyball courses down there. And I played myself some beach volleyball. That went all fine and dandy. And then I went to another pub called Leopold's and ordered their special, which was a fish, fish sandwich. But the size of fillet of fish that they put on this sandwich, you could have easily made two sandwiches with the amount of fish and still been like, okay, there's a lot of fish here. Right. I was just from eating the fish. I almost got full before I actually got to the actual sandwich itself. That's funny. Just filled up on fish. Yeah, because it was just one long fillet. They didn't cut in half or anything like that. So, but it's delicious. It's the best fish sandwich I've ever had. <laughs> I'm not going to say those two words back to back five times fast. That's definitely not going to happen because holy crap, it's fucking up my mouth. But <laughs> other than. Doing all that and getting a little bit tipsy and having a few drinks and stuff. Um, what did I do? I played board games Sunday night, which was last night. We're recording Monday. Uh, work is going good. My new job. Um, I'm waiting for me to actually 
do stuff that feels like work in my books, but I'm sure the time will come. <laughs> I'm not complaining because I get paid regardless of showing up or not. Don't you right. worry. I don't just leave when there's stuff to do. The owner of the company literally tells me to not show up. So I I listen to him. Seems to be the right thing to do. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I would agree with that. Other than that, I already mentioned board games, no dodgeball or I this beach volleyball was me just substituting. Um, slow pitch starts up actually this Wednesday again here, so I'm really looking forward to that. Um, it was the previous team that I was on that we weren't all that good, which I'm sure I mentioned a few times. We decided to stick it out and become a actual quotation marks team, not just and change our team name to Power Hour. So that's our team name instead of Sunday Singles. Power Hour. That's Power excellent. Hour, yes, sir. Yeah, I dig it. Yeah. That's why we kept it. I'm baked. Holy shit. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully, I mean, if we keep playing as a team and we can't get any worse than we were the first season we played together. So, oh god, really bad. looking for it. Well, we won one game, but the games that we lost, we definitely lost them. How many games did you play? Uh, nine. Oof. Okay. Well, so I mean, there's only only one way to go up, unless you literally don't win a single game. I will not let that happen. <laughs> <laughs> I pride myself in doing very well in baseball for whatever reason, even in rec league. Right. So I will do everything in my power at least to try not let that happen. So like we say on the podcast all the time, time will tell. But yeah, I'm I'm actually really excited. I love ball, so should we get did you say you love balls? I said ball. Oh, sorry. I, I thought you I thought you. All right. Well, anyway. Do you want to talk fucking hockey or do you just want to trip me all night? Uh I mean I do like the second option, but <laughs> we should probably get to some hockey. And you'll probably still toss in some chirps here and there, anyways. Chirp chirp. Chirp 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 chirp. Okay, well, that um, went somewhere. <laughs> okay, Jokey. Can you save us with some hockey now? I definitely can. So there has now, okay, I'm just going to preface this. This news, this hockey news with a little thing. The only reason this trade happens is because of the stupid, dumb salary cap. Uh, Ryan McDonough, still a very good player, but Lightning had to trade him because he makes almost $7 a season. 
Um, they get two guys, Phil, Philippe Myers and Grant Mismatch. Mismatch. So <laughs> that sounds like just, he's a mit- mismatch. It's it's like. that's a bit of a mouthful, I will say, but I, it looks like they're gonna buy out Philippe Myers, which will actually give them a cap credit. I'm not really sure how that works. Uh, and do you know who Grant Mismatch Miss <laughs> Mismatch is? Um, I'm going to say negative on that one, good sir. Okay, now I will say Ryan McDonough is he is no longer a young man. Uh, you know, being in his early to mid thirties with that high of a deal, you're, you know, so what? I was just going to say, you keep talking about hockey. I'm going to go deal with my cats. They're uh, having a thing. So just chat. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, like I said, this trade only happens because of the salary cap. Um, Ryan McDonough, definitely a crucial part, a uh, big, big part of multiple cup runs with, with Tampa Bay and obviously the wins, but it's, you know, it's a sign of what they got to do. And I don't necessarily, I don't feel bad for the lightning necessarily, but I don't think, I don't think it's fair to the, the fans of the franchises of the teams uh, to see some of their favorite players go because they're good and they get paid because they're good. It's just, I don't know. I I mean, on a certain level, I, I do love to see the players move around the league um, and, like, see how they do with other teams and whatnot. But for team like, <laughs> you know, you're, you're – we got Morgan the Flames fan. I'm sure he wouldn't be too happy about um, Johnny Goudreau or Kachuk or any of those guys heading out of town, right? Like it's no, I wouldn't. It, I'm back, by the way. I would not. That's definitely <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely have been on my thoughts lately because I've yet heard anything, any type of rumblings. Except for the famous, we're talking, we're doing our work, blah, 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 blah. That every flipping GM <laughs> says to every camera and every microphone in his face. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's, uh, I don't know. It's, we'll see on that. And obviously, I mean, props to Nashville. They got a very good defenseman. Uh, Nashville's defense is so good. Uh, they already have Yossi, obviously, and, and, uh, McDonough's no slouch, but, um, and obviously brings the, um, playoff experience to Nashville. So, definitely. Uh, hold on one second here. Oh, now you got to hold on. Oh, bless you. So, uh, I think on the, um, on the trade, 
All right. Uh, well, you run the hockey stuff for you, so you, I'm just. Well, I was just asking thing. if you had anything left to say on that. Uh, well, not really, except for, I guess, a little bit. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> the light like this was, I I kind of expected the Lightning to have to start making some moves. But like we talked off the air when we're, I was destroying you in hockey. Okay, um, destroying is a strong word. Beating you. Um, fuck words. Um, we were talking about how they're not necessarily trying to um, get worse or, like, it's not a rebuild or anything like that. They're just, like you mentioned, just moving some cap space. And, I mean, we were going to talk about this, but part of the reason was, I think, was because of the signing when they signed Paul to that little hefty contract contract um, probably had something to do with it as well. Yeah, well, we'll we'll definitely get to that. Um, but before we get there, we have shockingly more NHL head coach news. <laughs> Is this like four episodes in a row now, something like that? And even like I've seen some uh, NHL insiders tweeting and they're kind of even making jokes about it. Like, hey, here's more coaching. Like it's the coaching carousel. Um, oh, but... so now they're stealing stuff from us. Well, obviously, yeah, we're we're basically the biggest deal in sports. Sports podcast, at least. I'm going to have to have a talk with someone. It'll probably just be you because I don't really know anyone else. I I literally don't even know you. Who are you? We'll have to have a talk about that later. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so the Jets, the Winnipeg Jets, have found their coach in Rick Bonus. Rick Bonus, not B O N U S. Although it'll be a bonus to Winnipeg. (laughs) Get it? Because he has tons of experience. Obviously, Rick Bonus, over 2,500 games behind the bench. Uh, either as assistant or head coach. I mean, obviously, dude can coach. I will say he definitely relied on a hot goalie, but hey, what are you going to do? Take advantage of what you got. And I will say, Winnipeg has a pretty solid goalie in Hellebuck. Um, Could be interesting. What do you think? Um, I actually think it's a great fit for the Jets. They seem to be a team that needs that structure, which Bonus will bring. He has experience. Um, he, like, yes, they did rely on a hot goalie in the playoffs and all that stuff, but he still coached the team, coached Dallas to get to the playoffs, which yeah. They don't have like the McDavid's and the Dry Sidolds and the um well that's really all that you need. 
of the world. The Goudreaux, the Kachucks, the... Um, yeah, I was going to say those, but I don't want OCs, people to... The, you can tweet you at can, me. Uh, you don't want that? <laughs> I don't want people to complain about me being a homer. Dude, we'll take it. <laughs> I know. We'll, we'll uh, take it. I will take a hater. I If that's... I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to like us if you want to talk to us. I don't exactly. care. Exactly. I don't like you, and I talk to you every week. Yeah. It's because we're trying to make this work, and I'm slurring my words. I'm that stoned right now. Holy crap. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's... Um, now, as you mentioned earlier, uh, we, got, we have a signing to announce. Uh, Nick Paul. Nick Paul, who was absolutely huge for the Tampa Bay Lightning this year. It's actually playoffs. Nicholas Paul. <clears throat> Just thought it's out there. So Nick Paul, who was absolutely fantastic <laughs> for the Tampa Bay Lightning in this, <laughs> these Stanley Cups, this uh, playoffs, and uh, he signed a seven-year deal. Seven-year deal, which gives him a lot of, uh, lot of security, right? Seven-year deal, $3.15 million. That's a lot of money, I will say, um, for a guy who, uh, I don't know. He, he, I believe I heard he has about like 80 points in 240 career NHL games, at least in the regular season. Um, not a lot of – not a big contributor during the regular season. However – I feel like this guy, this is a guy you get for the playoffs. Um, his style of play goes well with the playoffs. And uh, I think that's why. Uh, he got a little bit of a, a little bit of a raise, 1.35 mil. Not bad, not bad. I would take that. I would take that raise. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and uh, obviously – I think he wants to fit into uh, with Tampa Bay, right? Because the Stanley or the salary cap is only so high, and like we talked about earlier, they just shipped out McDonough, which probably wasn't an easy decision. Um, but you can't keep everyone, so you can't keep everyone. You got to decide. You got to pick and choose, and and it's tough. It's tough. But uh, Nicholas Paul is a little bit younger, so that probably had a huge like I know they're different positions and stuff like that but still going you know you want to keep especially 27 years old he's should in theory should be right in his prime so you generally see teams wanting to keep players around this age a lot more than like you said, guys in their early to mid thirties. Yeah. Well, then, and it's, it's a young man's game. It's a quick game and he seems to uh, keep up pretty damn well at 27. I don't know how this contract will look when he's, you know, 33, but even by then, you know, it, the salary cap will have gone up and uh, I don't think it'll be much of an issue. 3.15 is not that much. Yeah. And it seems like, Majority of because who did we talk about last episode 
where um, he was thinking, like, uh, whoever it was, the particular team could sign him for eight years and everyone else could sign him for seven or something like that. I can't remember who it was, but my point is, it seems like players um, now are all are kind of looking for that seven to eight year length on their contracts, which you know could benefit both the player and the team because, like you said, it's for Nicholas Paul, for example, is. It's three point one five on an annual value, so that's like you already said. It's not that crazy amount of money when it comes but to NHL contracts. But it's also like, hey, he's getting a decent amount of money, and he's getting security, right? He's getting it for yep. seven years. So, like you said, it's great for the players. And also, like you've seen some. Or at least I can't say you have, but I've seen some players that when they get that huge money contract right off the bat, they kind of get stupid with their money, party or whatever a little bit, and that makes them fall off a lot quicker than they would have just from age. So, no, I'm... This is not a terrible sign for either Tampa Bay or Paul. So, yeah. Um, and last but certainly not least, we have an article from the Daily Faceoff. Uh, I don't know why I'm shouting them out, but I am. I uh, think we should do that maybe sometimes. Anywho, we do that randomly for random articles. I don't know why. Yep. Uh, I never do it for CFL because usually all three down nations. So it's either three down nation or CFL.ca. One of the two. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, well, and I figured from the past article, Sportsnet didn't need the shout out, but now they got it. Anyway. Sportsnet. Um, <laughs> we got an article on the NHL GMs. And, you know, which which of those GMs are kind of under the gun this this offseason you know what are who who's under the most pressure um and they had some of the writers from the daily face-off uh quote-unquote the daily face-off roundtable okay so, that's man, too many shutouts until they fucking pay us okay no. fair enough uh so we got ken holland first up obviously the oilers you know, they had a great year for, for the Oilers. They they got quite far, and you're having the hoot over that, which is probably telling because, you know, you're jealous of the Oilers, and that's fair. Um, but they got a lot of decisions, right? They got to deal with Evander Kane and what he's going to want if they re-sign him. Which uh, I don't think he's going – I don't think he's back in Edmonton. That's – that's my opinion right here and now and yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't I don't think you will. Um for some reason they keep talking about trading Kyler Yamamoto or Yessi Pugliarvi. Um 
I say keep Yamamoto and Puliarvi. If you can get him at a decent deal, um, I think you keep him. But their goaltending. Uh, they but real to, interesting. They they need to deal with that. They need to they need to pull that together. Um, we also what have what uh, is it, Mike? Sorry, was it Mike Smith is on the long term injured list now? So sounds uh, like he's out. For well, the he he isn't yet, but they might put him there. Uh, <laughs> but. I don't know. I um. We also got a guy from the same province, actually, as you'll be happy to know, Brad Chaliving. Mm-hmm. Um, Brad Chaliving obviously uh, has done his best to put together a solid team, and I think he's brought in a lot of good players. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of former Canucks, just throwing that out there. They got a good team, and there's former Canucks. Not shocking. But, what does uh, that say about the Canucks, Jim? Uh, oh, our former one was terrible. Jim Benning was the worst <laughs> GM we've ever had. It was terrible. It was so bad. Anyway. Uh, I think, what's he going to do? What's he going to do this season, this offseason? I have some thoughts. You have some thoughts? Yes. Okay. Well, first of all, for anyone that didn't know, the Flames, this coming up draft, only have three picks. Not three in the first three rounds. Nothing like that. Their first pick, I believe, is like 59. It might be 56, somewhere in that range. Overall, so that's right off the bat. They're just going to be like, oh, there's a good player gone. Oh, there's a good player gone. Um, I strongly believe that the Flames will make some trades to get a pick or two. One that I've been saying forever, and I'm going to keep saying until I'm right, is Sean Monahan because the Flames have proven that they're a great team without him. Sure, he wins some faceoffs, but you can you can find that in someone else. They got Cal. I'm not going to try his last time right now. I, it's not going to happen. Yarn. <laughs> okay, I tried. Um, he, I think, is our new, even though he didn't really put out much on the points sheet or anything like that, I think he is the new face-off specialist when it comes to the Flames. Like, the stuff that he does is he can switch hands on the face-off, all different types of stuff. Anywho, they really... They really need to trade Sean Monahan and get a pick or two. But what? But how does that get them past the second round? Um, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
how would say, you how would you fix it? How would you what would you do? Um, in order to get past the second round? Yeah. Well, trading Sean Mahan is a start because you're gonna A free up that cap space, which then you That's can true. start filling up the rest of your roster. Yeah. The way you want it. You know, pay Johnny and pay Matthew. Pay Andrew Mangiapane. That's another guy that could go free agency. That's three 30-goal scorers. You cannot – you you can maybe get away with losing one of them. <laughs> not three. But not, like, not two or three. You can't. That's, that's a yeah. lot of goals. That's a lot of firepower going out the door for nothing. Like it, and it wasn't just thirty. Like Chuck, he scored forty. So did Johnny. Um, so did Lindholm, right? Lindholm, but he's still signed, right? For now, so um, he's not going anywhere. He's so good. Yeah, that was pretty yeah. solid, right? Hey, yeah, Brad is um, like. Like you've already mentioned, he's built some solid teams. He's made some great trades. He's made some questionable trades, but not every trade's going to be a winner. That's true. Um, but like I, I kind of mean it though. Like what, what can be done? It's a very good team. Yeah, I think. I don't know. I. I want. I'm struggling to try and find something that they can change because, like, is there I a magic really guy think... that they can bring in? No, um, they have. They have. It's a weird situation in my mind. They have a Stanley Cup winning team. They have all the right players, maybe with the. Full off season with um, um, Toffoli and Cali, fuck his last name, and whatever okay. new pieces we get from Sean Monahan, um, maybe that helps. But I really think Calgary is going to not be. This was their year to try and win the cup. It didn't happen, and. We might see them do a rebuild to a certain degree. Do you think if they don't win next year, Trey Living's out? Yeah. Because I also believe he's also getting close to his contracts being up. So, right. I think. He's got. I think this next season might be his last year, if I remember correctly. Oh damn! So okay, well, it's definitely the it's definitely a show me, show me year. Um, we also got. uh, We don't have to go through all of them, but I do want to get to this one. Uh, David Poyle. Uh, David Poyle is by far the longest tenured. Uh, GM in the league. Uh, you know, he's been the one and only GM of the Nashville Predators. He's been their GM for 23 years. 
And as as impressive as that is, teams only gone to the finals once. And, you know, yeah, it was an expansion team and they went through some tough times, but maybe it's time to go in a different direction. You know, 23 years of the same voice might be good to get somebody new in. What do you think? Yeah, it's like they've. It's kind of crazy that he's been with Nashville for this long, just from how quickly, especially in the new era, it seems, of hockey in the past 10 years. We've seen so many teams just, if you don't win a cup for us in five years, we're going to try someone new. Yeah. Um, so... Like, I mean, he just pulled off the uh, that one trade with Tampa Bay, so that's not terrible. I don't think that's a terrible trade. I mean, time will tell, but... Hey, what was that? Sorry, time will tell. Have we said that before on the show? That sounds really good. I like that. Yeah, maybe we should make some merch and sell it to all the millions that listen. That's... Probably a good idea. Okay. Um, we should just make a million shirts in advance because we know. And click order and all right, it's on its way. Okay. How much did that cost? I'm fucked. Let's just put it that way. Okay. Cool. Just put it on the credit card. It's fine. It's free money. No, we're completely ruined. We're we're it's so much money. We bankrupt. Both of us. Oh. Sorry, bud. I was trying to think of something funny to go along with this little bit, but it didn't work. So I kind of just brought a halt to the podcast. All right, cool. So Uh, now we should have a moment of silence for for what I just done. Okay. Okay, well, can you see? I want to keep talking until you shut me up and you save this podcast no okay <laughs> <laughs> no I figured we were just about good with hockey yeah it seems like it I mean like you mentioned there were uh, other GMs but we don't need to talk about all of them um, yeah that's all I got I thought there was something when off there. I thought there was something that you. Oh no! Never mind. Never mind. We had discussion. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Okie dokie. All right. So, um, I guess it is time. To take a little, because um, since we're done with hockey, like Austin said, it is time. Eventually, I will get better at these transitions, but it is time to transition <laughs> into a little break before we get to 
some CFL and I will stop talking soon so then we can get to this break. Hey, Austin, you know what would be really cool right about now? Some plugs. So why don't you get right to it? Yeah, I guess I can do that. Uh, so first things first, you're going to follow us on Twitter at Podstone1. That's the main Twitter account. You can follow me at Fitzy Fitzgerald. Uh, also on Twitter, on Instagram, our account is the TSWGS pod. Um, I don't post there too often, but that's where I'll post clips and whatever else. And um, make sure to comment, uh, subscribe, download, rate five stars, tell everyone you know. Uh, and I think Morgan's got a couple for you as well. Yeah, I might as well throw mine in here too. You got the double T's, both Twitch and Twitter. Caption Morgan too. Um, and I'm just going to second exactly what Austin said on the whole rate and review side of things. Um, that goes a long way at expanding our podcast and we hope you can help us out in, and enjoy this endeavor that we put ourselves into. But back to the podcast. All right. We are back. And yes, Austin's probably a little confused because <laughs> he probably thought I was going to press the red button because before the podcast, I mentioned that it was going to be an actual break so I could do some things, but it turns out I did not need to do any of those things, so it does not need to be an actual mature break, if you will. I'm so glad that you addressed all of that <laughs> instead of just moving on. <laughs> That's great. So, where were we, Austin? Oh, yeah, coming back from the break. All right, we are back from the break. And it's time to find out where I need to start talking from. Because <laughs> it is time to talk some CFL. Back from the well, break. We are back from the break, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and it's time to talk <laughs> some CFL. <laughs> this is why I always like when you do your hockey stuff as long as possible because I just throw the entire podcast out the window and say fuck it and just do my own thing (laughs) hell yeah All right, week four recap of the CFL back for the Okay. For the break. <laughs> but no, in all seriousness. <laughs> now, <laughs> I think I broke Austin. All right. You so, may have. 
No, but actually, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen, since we're back on the break, I'm quite excited to talk about this first game that I'm going to talk about, and that is BC Lions go to Ottawa on a short week. They played Saturday against Toronto, destroyed them, and then playing again on Thursday. You know, time zones like BC to Ottawa, that's not an easy flight across Canada. Yeah, that's rough. Um, I don't, maybe Austin knows, but I don't know the time difference between those two places. I believe it's three hours. Okay. So we all, like, Last week, we also saw what that happened to the riders when they had travel short week all the way to um, Montreal. Excuse me. Um, but I was one of these people, but lots of people were saying, oh, BC, there's no way. I mean, I should probably say the score. They won 34 31 over Ottawa, but we were all saying everyone, I swear as everyone was all saying that <laughs> the BC Lions, there was no way they were going to beat Ottawa. Ottawa's going to get their first win of the season. Nathan Rourke, who's going to come da- back down to earth a little bit. He's had two great games and literally one minute and 30 seconds from kickoff to this game, I had I do CFL pick them, and I had BC Lions to win this game. And I was like, you know what? I have a feeling. All right, short week. They came off a bye. They're going to win this. Well, fuck, I was wrong, wasn't I? Turns out, I don't know shit, and we <laughs> might as well just end the podcast now. No, it's okay. Wow. I don't know about that. I wasn't, like I said, I was not the only person that thought this was going to be the outcome. But for three weeks, or three games, I should say, in a row, I've been repeating myself. Ottawa, they're a really good team. They've came long ways in the last two seasons. They're getting so close, blah, 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 but they still can't pull off a win. And that seemed like I'm going to jump slightly ahead a little bit, and it seems to be the theme for the Eastern teams this season where they all seem to be so, so close at getting a lot more wins than they already have, like Combined, all Eastern teams have two total wins in four weeks of football, where the West have three undefeated teams. Damn. So, that kind of, like, again, at the start of the season, I was one of these people. I, I thought that, and lots of professional people, all that deal, we all thought that, East was going to be a lot more dominant team than they 
have been recent years and or most of the time. And the easy way to say that folks would have been in the past. But (laughs) (laughs) I'm not simple. And most people would have just let that go by and just continue talking about football. But I'm not normal. (laughs) Uh, And Uh, neither is Nathan Rourke, the quarterback of BC Lions, because he's putting up video game numbers. 23 for 31. 74% uh, completion percentage, 359 yards. Sure, it wasn't over 400. It wasn't 436 like it was the game before, but oh, no. Not bad. Two TDs, two interceptions. So it it was a rough game for him. It was honestly the worst game of the season. And it wasn't terrible. At that, it still wasn't terrible. Jeremiah Mazzoli, 14 for 27, 51%, 162 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. So, mm, not much of an impact. No, this Nathan Rourke, he's he's good and he's Canadian, which makes me happy. Um, <laughs> Sure, I do believe he played most of his football in the States. But yeah. they also have better football programs. Yes. So lots of Canadian players do that. But he has the Canadian passport, and that's all that matters to me. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, anything you want to say about the DC and Ottawa game before I... Uh, no. Yep. So, (laughs) the Edmonton Elks went to Ottawa, not Ottawa, Hamilton. (laughs) And both these teams going into this game were winless. They were both 0-3. So somebody, so, had- <laughs> yeah. Unless if there was a tie, you can. Which would have been hilarious. They could have been o three and one. So that would have been funny. And it honestly was really close to looking like it could have happened that way. But the Elks did win twenty nine to twenty five, and like I mentioned, the Ottawa game. This is another Eastern team that looks very close. Very close. But very close is apparently not good enough to beat Western teams. Nope. For the most part, because, yes, the Riders lost last last week to an Eastern team, but whatever. That, That game didn't happen. We just put it behind us. Yeah. Um, the Tiger Cats, they had, they were driving down the field to, no, sorry, they were in the lead. And all they really had to do is just run the clock out 
kill some time, maybe get a first down or two. And they went for a quarterback run at Edmonton and ended up forcing a fumble, which that should not happen. And professional football, you have to secure that football. But they Edmonton scooped it up, ran it all the way back for a touchdown. Oh, my God. Ended up winning the game in the end. Um, Trey Ford, who is the quarterback, you might know of. I don't know if you've heard of him. Probably not because he's he was the backup to Nick Arbuckle this year. But I don't know if Chris Jones decided to throw him in there because he's also Canadian from Niagara Falls, to be exact. He's proper Canadian. Nice. Um, and this was his first CFL start, his first CFL win, so congrats to him. Um, he went 15 for 26, 57 yards, or 57%, sorry, 159 <laughs> yards, one TD, one interception, a mediocre game, but it was enough to get the win. But in all honesty, it was Edmonton Elks defense. Chris Jones, I think it looks like they he finally has that defense, possibly to closer to the level that he likes his defensive players to be playing at. Yeah. So that is not good news for the rest of the Western teams. I'll say that right now. That is very true. So anyone that go to play the Elks in the first few weeks and get a couple wins off them when they're real shitty, good on you because it might be a lot tougher now. It's my personal opinion, but it will be very interesting to see where they end up going quarterback-wise now. It's like I mentioned, maybe Chris Jones put Trey Ford in because it's Canada Day long weekend, which happy Canada Day. And we happen to be recording on July 4th, so happy <laughs> was it Independence Day, I think it's called now. Or just 4th of July. Yeah. For any Americans that are listening out there. Hope you all enjoyed your fireworks and your snossages and your bows. Okay. <laughs> um, Thanks. So, I, I mean, Trey Ford got them their first one of the season, so I would not be surprised if they stick with him, but I also wouldn't be surprised if Chris Jones tries a whole different quarterback that he hasn't even tried yet. So he just does himself. Dane Evans, the quarterback that gave up the fumble and the win, he went 20 for 31, 64%, 197, one TD, and two interceptions. That two interceptions is what, and the fumble is what lost him the game. Damn. Damn. Which was very disappointing because I also think I had Hamilton to win that one. So 
What are you going to do? What the, are you? Yeah. The game of the week, my personal opinion, was the Saskatchewan Rough Riders and Montreal Alouettes. The home and home was the series after um, Montreal just handed it to the Riders. Um, but it's a whole short week thing. I'm using that as excuse. I don't care. But this week, the Riders had a full nine days of practice, rest to get a somewhat healthy-ish. They're banged up bunch right now, though. And they came up with the win, 41-20. to 20. I was at this game. Uh, it was a frustrating first half to watch. Especially live, it's been a frustrating first half all year long for the Riders. But once again, they come out in the fourth or in the second half, mostly in the third quarter, and just put it down Montreal's throat and just not. What's that? That's one way to say it. <laughs> well, that's really what they did because they kept. Um, well, actually, after or to start the first or second half, the Montreal had the option to either kick it back to the Riders or um, what is it? Take the win possession or something like that. But anyways, they kicked it back to the offense because the offense was really terrible in the first half. So then the riders was like, well, if you're giving us the ball, we'll just drive it down and get attached home. Then apparently <laughs> they felt offended. Um, like Cody was saying it in the interviews and stuff, but they, and they took it personally. So. Okay. That's really what started the come comeback. Cause they were down. 10 to 3 at that point. And yeah, it was, it was a great half of football to watch. Um, Trevor Harris from Montreal went 18 for 26, 69% completion. Okay. Nice. 198 and two interceptions. At the end end of the game, they put Vernon Adams in for a little bit. He went one for three. He didn't do much. Cody, 18 for 29, 62% passing, 224, 224 yards, and two touchdowns and zero interceptions. Um, The Riders were able to run the ball a lot better, get underneath Montreal's skin, all types of good stuff. I'm trying to, um, I didn't realize how little time I have left for the podcast. So I'm going to do this last game, probably fairly quick here. And it just finished up not too long ago. And it was Winnipeg Blue Bombers went to Toronto 
Toronto was the only team that beat Winnipeg last season, and they almost did it this time. But the Bombers won 23-22, and the only reason why it did not go to overtime is because Boris Beatties, the kick field goal kicker for Argos, decided to, well, I don't know if he decided to, but ended up missing the point after to tie the game, which made Bombers win. Damn, that's, uh, yeah, I don't think he decided to do that. No, with 25 seconds left on the clock, to top it all off, it's a heartbreaker because I also have the Argos to beat Winnipeg. I mean, I'm not picking Winnipeg at all this season. I don't know if, I don't care if that completely fucks me in the CFL pick them, <laughs> but I'm tired of their success. I'm throwing everything I can in their, not in their way or in their favor. And we're just going to watch that bite in the ass and they'll probably go undefeated and three-peat. Yeah. In Regina, at a great cup that I'm going to watch live. And then I'm going to want to fucking just drive off a cliff, which is good because there's no cliffs in Saskatchewan. So. Yeah, not a single one. So that's <laughs> uh... <clears throat> um Zach Claros went twenty-five and thirty-one, eighty percent uh percentage, two hundred and fifteen yards, one T D, one interception. Uh Bethel McLeod, I don't know how you say his name. Bethel Thompson went 27, 37, 73%, 314 yards, two TDs, and two interceptions. And it's just even bigger of a heartbreak because they were down, I think, 17 points going into the second half. And they still almost came back from one. The Argos did. So, damn. Close, but no cigar. Which has been the theme for the East this season. So, true. See what team truly breaks that first. But that is the recap of week four. So, oh, yeah, in the bag. Real quick here, I do have a couple little trades that happened. Um, just Basically today, actually. Um, both involving the Riders. One was the Riders acquired wide receiver slash kick returner Alfred from Montreal Oets. Um, he, which I find partially funny because Montreal had or they returned two kicks four touchdowns in both both of the games, so against the Riders. So I'm guessing the Riders were like, okay, well, we might as well just take one of your returners then, if that's yeah. going to happen. And also the Riders' special teams has been, been rough. That's part of the reason why they haven't been starting very 
very fast out of the gate. So there's that trade. They have to give up a sixth round in the 2023 CFL draft. Um, this also will add some wide receiver depth to the riders, which I've already mentioned during the recap is they're quite banged up. Um, and they also traded this one's quite hilarious. I find so back on June 5th, they traded one of their global punters to Calgary. His name is Jimmy Smith. That's hell of a name. Jimmy um, Smith. Okay. Jimmy Smith. So we're going to go slightly over an hour here, but that's okay. Cause Austin, you have to, this gets a little, well, not confusing, but it's hilarious. And I want you to focus. 100% focus. So the Riders, June 5th, traded Jimmy Smith to Calgary for a third round draft pick and a seventh round draft pick. I've already mentioned that the Riders have been struggling in the special teams. And part of that, my books, has been their punter that they have currently. So then. Calgary, or not Calgary, the Riders were like, hold up. Let's trade for that punter back. So they called Calgary and was like, yo, we will give you your third round draft pick back in exchange for Jimmy Smith. Now, if anyone's following the Riders, what they did is they traded Jimmy Smith for a third and a seventh, and then they traded the third back for Jimmy Smith. So that means they got a seventh round pick from Calgary. They just basically just stole a seventh round draft pick from Calgary. That is <laughs> kind of hilarious. That's I love shit like that. Um, I mean. Yeah, because the riders were like, "Okay, we we will give you the third round back for for Cal or for Jim Jimmy Smith, right. and the seventh round still sitting in our bank." So, I mean, it's sure it's a seventh round in the CFL draft. So, but, yeah, but sometimes, never- yeah, sometimes you find a random gem in late round drafts. Hundred percent. You see it all the time in all different sports. So. It's true. Well, maybe not necessarily all the time, but it definitely happens. Yeah, it happens. But now that I'm out of water, it is officially time to quickly, I guess, do my fucking stoner statement (laughs) and then end the podcast. But before I do that, do you have anything else, CFL or sport news that you want to add? Before I do such thing, not that I can think of. All right. Well, it's time for Stoner Statement. And folks, we talked some hockey, and that was Tampa Bay basically. Oh, what am I kidding? More fucking coaches. 
I try to think of something different that we talked about hockey-wise, but it's just more coaching. Just more coaches. CFL. Austin, I'm talking here. CFL. Just week four recap. I'm running out of clever things to say because, folks, we're so close to that two-year mark. I thought it was going to be next episode, but apparently two more episodes. And everyone out there, thanks for staying with us for this long. And stay stoned and stay safe. Bye.